Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Hello, hello, and welcome to the final episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast for 2021. Today is a solo episode, and a while ago I asked my email list and also my Instagram following, like, what questions would they love to ask me that I could answer on this show? And I had an overwhelming response. So consider this as part one and next week in the first episode of the new year, I will be answering the rest of them. So what I decided to do is to break it up into more business type questions today that people had asked wanting to know about how I run my business or how that's gone over the last year. And then next week, it's a little bit more um, personal, I guess. So stuff around my sensitivity, mindset, all of that. So I've, I've kind of loosely broken them into two. But what I really wanted to create was a couple of episodes that during the holiday season, you can listen to without really being in your business, without having to learn anything, without having to you know consume or be educated but you can still really get some value from. What I would invite you to do is to listen through to this episode once, and then I would invite you to listen through again with a notepad and use the questions that people have sent in for me as reflections and journal prompts for yourself on your own 2021, because they're really great questions. I haven't prepared my answers today, by the way. I've just I put all the questions in a document and I've just opened it up and I'm just going to go with the flow. But what I think is really powerful about that is it reminded me of what I would do if someone gave me a journal prompt. So I would love you to use them like that if you feel it would be beneficial to be able to reflect and see what went well, see what's going well, you know, where you are lit up in your business or the areas that need some, some more attention. So whether you are all snuggled up cozy over the holidays listening to this or whether you have taken me outdoors for a walk or on a drive because you need to escape and spend some time introverting, then I hope that you enjoy what's to come. So first question is, what were unplanned things you did in your business that worked out really well? And what were things you planned in January 2021 that didn't make the cut or you didn't do? Okay, so uh, straight away, a couple of unplanned things that come to mind that went really well. The first is joining the Conscious Consultant Certification. 
Like that wasn't even on my radar. I was not planning to get certified in anything else. Um, I have a lot of certifications. It wasn't something that I was even considering until I saw the email, which was, I think, in January. So definitely was not on the horizon at all. Did not expect to be investing in and spending six months doing a lot of study for a certification. But I did. And it worked out so well. It's one of the best things that I've done in my business. The second thing that I did, which was not planned, was I launched a mastermind. So that was not on the cards at all. But in March, April time, I got fully booked with my one-on-one very quickly, far faster than I was anticipating. And my coach was very keen for me to launch a group, obviously, so I could serve more clients, scale my business. And I had a resistance to it. So I sat with it for a week or so. Um, I'm an emotional generator in human design. So I fell into it and, and sat with it and went through the waves. And what I realized is that I felt with a group, I would not have the time to dedicate to creating really high quality resources. And with a group program, I believe that, that is one of the fundamental things, which ironically, now being a certified consultant, I have all of that stuff. So I, I had that real resistance and it just occurred to me, I was like, I should run a mastermind. I'm a trained facilitator. I run mastermind days when I was in aviation and it's much more of um, a community feel with you know masterminding where the whole group gets involved with each other. It meant that I didn't have to spend a lot of time creating resources behind the scenes because it was much more about the time on the calls and the support. So my my counter to that was I'd rather run a mastermind, which my coach said, yeah, go ahead. And the mastermind, oh, I don't even, I can't even articulate how it's improved my business because not only from a revenue point of view, which if I look at all of the offshoots, like the people that signed up and then the people that signed as one-on-one clients or the people that didn't sign up but had an intensive or the people that went through it and then recommended a client to me or, you know, one of the pods asked to go again when they finished. So we did another three months and we'll likely do another three months um, next year. I, I don't even know, but it's it's multiple five figures, which is just incredible for an idea that I had off the bat. And also I've loved doing it. I've loved having that type of connection with clients. So I really, yeah, that is of all the things. I think the mastermind is the thing that surprised me and lit me up the most. As for things that I planned in January 2021 that didn't make the cut or I didn't do. Okay. Uh, So I planned to have a lot more digital resources. So whether that was self-study courses or bundles or downloads or masterclasses or or whatever, that was was where I imagined going when I started to fill up my one-on-one, which I didn't expect would be so early in the year. But because of taking the certification, there was no point in creating all of that stuff when I had so much to learn and I could make it of such a higher quality if I just waited until afterwards. So that stuff is definitely to come in 2022. Something else that I planned that I didn't do was I got invited to be an executive contributor for Brains Magazine, which I accepted in the November of 2020. And I had the opportunity to write up to 12 articles 
four brains throughout the year. And that's something that I plan to do once a month. And I just didn't. I did not utilise that opportunity at all for various reasons. I started to write more long-form social media posts. I started to add things to the blog and it just seemed that spending the time and effort on my own content rather than providing content elsewhere um, just made more sense. So that is something else that I didn't do. Okay, question two is best investment or worse brackets least valuable you made in 2021 okay um let's do worst or least valuable first um the subscription to be a brains executive contributor because as i said i didn't write 12 articles i wrote one so that was the least valuable investment but that is nothing to do with them that was to do with my focus changed you know i took on a certification i got full with clients my, my priorities changed so that, that was a least valuable investment. I made another investment in paid publicity early on in 2021, which definitely did not have an ROI for me. So the lesson there is that paid publicity is, is not for me. The best investment I made, um, wow. So let me run through some of the things that I've invested in this year to give you um, some clarity. Obviously, I invested in the Conscious Consultant Certification. Obviously, I invested in my one-on-one -on -one coach. I also invested in working with an energy coach. I invested in working with a messaging coach. And I also invested in working with an instructional designer to design my program suite in a way that means that um, it's a beautiful client journey, very easy to follow and to make sure that the information was presented in a way that people can action and assimilate rather than just throwing a ton of information into, you know, a website and, and letting people just get confused and overwhelmed like I've done so many times. So in terms of the best investment, they really all link together because without the one-on-one -on -one coach, I wouldn't have decided to have taken the certification. And without the energy coach, I probably wouldn't have felt confident in doing some of the other things. And then without the certification, I wouldn't have hired the instructional designer because I wouldn't have had all these amazing resources and frameworks to share with you guys. So I really do feel that they all come together. But I would say the best, if I have to choose, is the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Because without that solid foundation where I'd got my strategy and my mindset down, then I probably wouldn't have seen the opportunities in the other things or I wouldn't have been as confident to invest in them. Okay, number three, what's something you notice your clients face in common besides being introverts? Okay, um, I would say overthinking and overwhelm and the, the tendency to get in their heads, and I recognise this because this can also be me at times, and um, and on the flip side, something that they all face in common is that they are incredibly caring and care very, very much about not only the quality of the work they do, but the impact that it has on the people that invest in them. So there's obviously a you know a light and a dark side to to both of these. The overthinking means that they tend not to just rush in and make crazy decisions, but they can also get stuck in prepare mode. And the caring obviously means that they are just 
you know, beautiful people that are making a difference in the world, but it also means that their sensitivity can show up and they can maybe take things um, personally in a way that can hinder them sometimes. So not to say either of those are good, bad, indifferent or what, but it's understanding, I guess, the effect on them. And those are probably the two things that I, I see the most show up. Number four, what are your top suggestions for getting out of your comfort zone? Okay, um, so the first thing I'd say is it never really gets any easier. Like every time that you grow or up level or face a new challenge, you will be getting outside of your comfort zone, which which is good. You know, that's where the growth is. Um, I would say that the two things that I look at is there's a quote that says, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I, I come back to that one a lot. So if I keep doing the same things that I've already done, if I keep you know doing the same habits daily, if I keep the same strategy all the time, I, I'm going to get the same results that I've already got. So if I want a different result and if I want something more, I know that I'm going to have to do something different and different can often feel uncomfortable. But when I tie it to that, it, it makes so much sense. So I have to make the decision, like, what's worse? Is it this minor discomfort of trying something new and getting used to it? Or would it be the discomfort of not achieving the thing that I really want to achieve? And 99 times out of 100, it's the discomfort of not achieving. So I will make the change. I make changes very incrementally. I'm not someone that you know, comes in on Monday and goes, oh, let's change my whole business model. So I, you know, my nervous system would not love that. It would not cope with that. So for getting out of your comfort zone, know why you're doing it and decide that the discomfort is better than the other option, which is just staying exactly where you are for the next X number of months, years, decades. And secondly, make sure that you make small changes, small incremental changes so that your nervous system doesn't get overwhelmed and so that you've got that time to feel into them. Remember that anything that we do feels uncomfortable the first time that we do it. That's that's just life from when we're a kid, when we're learning to you know, walk, tie shoelaces, you know, peel an avocado, whatever the thing is. The first time we do it, it always feels strange and uncomfortable and difficult and the second time it feels less so and the tenth time you don't even think about it it's like any of you that hold driver's licenses it's like the whole learning to drive thing right the first time we get in the car it feels overwhelming it's like mirrors signal maneuver do this you know put your foot on the clutch unless you're in the US when it's you've got no clutch but thinking about changing gear thinking about signaling thinking about all these different things but after a few months of driving people don't consciously think about those things. It just feels very fluid and comfortable to to drive the car. Anything getting out of your comfort zone, I always look at it exactly like that. And lastly, what is my top tip for protecting my energy with an online business? Okay. Um, oh, I think this could be a whole other episode, but I will keep it brief. Boundaries. Boundaries is my top tip for protecting my energy with an online business. So let me give you some brief examples of what that can look like. So physical and energetic boundaries have to be non-negotiable because if I allow the business to seep into too much of life, I just get 
overwhelmed and, and tired and I don't want that. So it's knowing when I am at work on the business versus when, you know, business is closed for the day. Um, obviously, business is never really closed because it's an online business. So people can always find me. But from my point of view, like when am I deciding to put my energy into it? And when am I switching my energy away from it? I think that is the vital thing. Working from home, which is something that I didn't do until the start of the pandemic, as many of you, it can make the boundaries very blurred. So one of the things I would suggest is if you have a workspace, a dedicated workspace, perfect, work in there. If you don't have a dedicated workspace, make sure that there are areas of the house which are non-negotiable, work-free. So it could be the laptop does not go into the bedroom or you know the phone does not go into the bedroom or it could be I'll work in the dining room but I never take work into the living room because that's a relaxation place. So really creating strong physical boundaries within your space so that your energy is it will feel different because when there are rooms that are just kept for certain purposes it's much easier for our bodies to adapt to that as soon as we enter it if work is in every room in the house then we never really shed that energy of being at work inverted commas the other thing that i do which some people think is extreme but it works for me is i delete all work-related apps off my phone every evening and I delete them all weekend too. So I don't have that many. I don't have work email on my phone. I don't have Slack on my phone, which is how I communicate with my team and my clients. I, so I've, n- I've never had Facebook on my phone. I, j- I just don't. I only use it on the desktop. So really it's Voxer and Instagram are the only two that I have and I delete them. I just delete them because what I found was even, I don't have notifications on them. I don't have any notifications on my phone other than phone calls. But what I found was the habit and the compulsion to still look at them is so strong and it is automatic. Like there's no point where on a Saturday I pick up the phone and go, oh, let me just look at Instagram. I would just pick up the phone and do it because it's such an automatic response and we don't realise how dictated to we are by our technology and how we how we just yeah automatically do things. It's really quite frightening until you do something like delete the apps or have digital detox and then you realise you'll go for the app and it's not there and you're like, I actually just went to open that without really thinking about it. So another great way for protecting your energy is delete the things that you don't need and at the weekends I don't open the laptop if I do if I want to make any notes or anything I don't check email or Facebook or or Slack or anything else that's work related so it's very like someone said to me I was discussing this with them and they were like that takes a lot of discipline I'm like yeah it, it does. It Again, it's discomfort. It's uncomfortable because five days of the week I'm doing those things and then for two days of the week they're not there. So it, it, it does feel uncomfortable at first. But what's worse and worse for me is that I keep looking at things, not making the separation, not separating you know my life from my business and getting completely burnt out or you know starting to resent my business. So for me, having zones that are non-business zones within the house making sure I delete 
any apps so that I don't have access to them and don't see anything that's going to remind me of work over the weekend. And the third thing I'd say is um, making sure that I have a complete digital detox at least one weekend day. So that means like no screen time at all. Making sure that I eat well, making sure that I get outside, I get fresh air, making sure that I move my body every day, like all of the things that we should be doing for our well-being anyway. But knowing that even more so when we spend a lot of time sat in front of technology or a lot of time interacting with people online, that it's very important for us to get back into the real world of, you know, sights, sounds, smells, sensations and to make that delineation. So thank you so much for listening in to the last podcast episode of 2021. I hope you've enjoyed listening in this year as much as I have loved creating the show. Um, just as a recap for you, here are the questions that I got asked in case you'd like to use them for your own reflections or journaling. The first was, what were unplanned things you did in your business that worked out really well? And what were things you planned in January 2021 that didn't make the cut or you didn't do? Next was best investment or worst, least valuable, you made in 2021? I think that's a great question for everyone to consider. Third was, what's something you notice your clients face in common besides being introverts? And if you do not coach introverts, if you work with clients in another capacity, still a really great question. What can you, what do you notice that they face in common other than the thing that they hire you for? You know, if you're a web designer, you might be like, well, they all need a website, but but what else do they face? Because then we can really start to understand our, our clients on a deeper level. What are your top suggestions for getting out of your comfort zone? So again, I invite you to look back and see times that you have got out of your comfort zone and remember how it felt but look at it now and see the benefits of it and top tip for protecting my energy with an online business well as I just shared boundaries and making sure that there are physical boundaries there are you know energetic boundaries around time and just making sure that I get outside so are you protecting your energy with your online business would be my question to you. So thank you once again. I will catch up with you next year. I will catch up with you in 2022 when I'll be going through the remaining questions that were sent in, which are less about business and just more about life. Take care, have a wonderful new year, and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible. 